Good morning. Good morning. It's good to see each and every one of you. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Let us all stand this morning as we worship. Let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning just to worship you and we invite you. We want to lift up your name and just have a, a wonderful time just to say how much we love you. You are an awesome God, a faithful God, a loving God. And we just offer our, our hearts to you again, offer our lives to you again. the time to
There is no
again to you and just even fall at your feet God and ask Lord Father that you take all of us again this morning and we just fall down before you God we lay down our crowns at your feet and we just fall down at the greatness of who you are we offer ourselves God we fall we lay our crowns at the feet of Jesus, the greatness of mercy and love at the feet.
seated. Well, thank you, Jonathan. Happy New Year to you. Hope you had a wonderful, wonderful Christmas, New Year's holiday. Um, I think of the miles that we traveled. Some of you traveled over the holidays to get there and get safely back. That's, uh, that's an answer to prayer, and we thank God for that. Thank God that you had nice weather to travel in and that you made it back safely. As some of you know, uh, during the holiday season, uh, Bill Moon uh, passed away. Uh, some of you who have been here for years would know Bill and Juanita as the former uh, managers of our bookstore, uh, faithful members of Springs First Church, and retired missionaries, served the Church of the Nazarene for nearly 30 years, 30 plus years as missionaries and his funeral was last Wednesday and and uh, I know that we want to keep Juanita in our prayers and thoughts during these days of adjustment in her life. <clears throat> well the other day I happened to be in a store and I noticed all these people running around with uh, little they look like guns, uh, taser guns and they were shooting each item. They would lift it up and shoot it and and I watched them for a few moments and I thought they must be taking inventory. This seems like the season of taking inventory. In fact yesterday um, I was going through my old email for the year. Uh, I'm probably uh, a bad example for all of us here on campus. I rarely de uh, delete any email until the end of the year. Uh, I constantly have to go back and call it up. And uh, so yesterday I was going through my old email, email from 2011. And in, in some small way that's almost like taking inventory. As I, as I recalled the many things that, that uh, we encountered in 2011. Can you remember some of those things? Uh, the transition in the online department with Dr. Phillips moving to, to Trebekah and uh, shortly thereafter Angie and Steve McGee leaving. And then HLC. Who can forget that milestone in our life? And it seems like that in many ways uh, we look back on the year and if we're really honest we see times during the year when God was really at work in our lives. During those times we felt close to God and that in fact he was close to us. We felt a, a certain fire in our hearts because of our faith and confidence that God was near us and at work in our lives. The result was a, a feeling of great joy and satisfaction as we served Him. But then again, there may have been times 
certainly it is true in my life, when it seemed as if all the warmth had gone out of our hearts. Perhaps it seemed that God was not there any longer. We felt estranged from Him and that God seemed to be off in the distance and not really involved in our lives. That often results with a lack of confidence and contentment in our faith. Now, the truth is, if, if you have ever felt as though God were not there any longer, or felt estranged from God, perhaps it is because in your inventory you have forgotten God and His promises. The prophet Isaiah says in Isaiah 51.9, Awake, awake, clothe yourself with strength, O arm of the Lord. Awake as in days gone by, as in generations of old. We notice that the prophet is crying to God. He looks to God for grace and love, for strength and for help. And when you and I do that, it is the first step in finding the strength and the power that we need for life. I like Isaiah 51, 1 through 6. Now, I'll not try to exegete this passage, but I do want to look at some things that he says to us about how to find strength for the days ahead. The first thing that we notice in this passage is, is he's telling us to look back with gratitude. Look back with gratitude. Remember where you came from. Listen to me, he says in verse 1. You who pursue righteousness and who seek the Lord, look to the rock from which you were cut and to the quarry from which you were hewn. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah, who gave you birth. In other words, the prophet is saying to the people of God, remember your spiritual roots. Remember where you came from. I can remember as a youngster, my father would take us out to the old farm place in Williamson County, Tennessee, which is really Franklin, Tennessee now, but we'd go out to the old farm. We'd sit there on that gravel road and uh, I would listen to my dad and his siblings, my aunts and uncles, reminisce about the old farmhouse and the old barn. They would say, that's where it stood, right there. And the barn, you remember what we did in the barn? And Remember that time we got caught driving the tractor and all of these type of things and it just was an empty field to me. But to them, it was part of their roots. Years later, when I have children now, we happened back into Franklin. And my grandfather and grandmother had sold the farm and moved into town. And uh, we were in Franklin. And I said to my children, I said, right there is where my grandfather and grandmother lived. That's where my grandfather died, right in that house. You know what? 
I'd like for you to see it. And we just stopped. We all got out of the car and I had my video camera. We went up and knocked on the door. People came to the door and we explained why we were there and they looked at us kind of like, are you sure you want to do this? I'm not sure we want you to do this. But they let us in that house and we videoed that house. And I told my kids about the memories I had as a child. That was my roots. And when we recall our roots, when we remember where we have come from, we can, we can build upon that. We can, we can find strength in that. Now, I realize that not everybody has good roots, good spiritual roots. But for those of us who have been blessed to have had that, we see Isaiah telling the people of God, remember your spiritual roots. Remember where you came from. Isaiah says, remember how God found you. Remember the faith of Abraham and Sarah. Remember what God has done. We look at verse 2, when I called him, he was but one, and I blessed him and made him many. God had brought this nation into being from such small beginnings, one man and his wife, who were well past the childbearing years. This was a work that only God could have accomplished. And God did this mighty work in fulfillment of his promises. Remember where you came from. Remember your spiritual roots. Remember what God has done. Remember who God is. In verse 3 we read, The Lord will surely comfort Zion, will look with compassion on all her ruins. He will make her deserts like Eden, her wastelands like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her, thanksgiving and the sound of singing. See, God's promise to Abraham included a land as well as a people. That land, as we know now, has been reduced to wasteland, ravaged by the Babylonians. But Isaiah reminds the people to remember who God is. He is a God of comfort and compassion. He is a God who can transform the desert into a lush and beautiful garden. You see, there are, there are times when we need to look back to, to be reminded of who we are as God's children. We need to look back and see how God has worked in our lives. We need to look back and understand how God has transformed our desert times into times of joy and gladness, thanksgiving and singing. Remember who God is. Remember what He has done. But then it's not enough just to look back. The prophet is saying we need to look ahead with anticipation. Look ahead with anticipation. In verse 4 we see the promise of grace. Listen to me, my people. Hear me, my nation. The law will go out from me. My justice will become a light to the nations. 
The NIV uses the word my nine times in these three verses. Vividly illustrating God's personal activity on behalf of his people. He says, my people, my nation, my justice, my righteousness, my salvation, my arm. This is the grace of God doing for his people what they do not deserve nor what they could do for themselves. We see the promise of salvation in verse 5. My righteousness draws near speedily. My salvation is on the way and my arm will bring justice to the nations. The islands will look to me and wait in hope for my arm. We see also the promise of victory in verse 6. Lift up your eyes to the heavens. Look at the earth beneath. The heavens will vanish like smoke. The earth will wear out like a garment and its inhabitants die like flies. Well, that's encouraging, isn't it? But here's the zinger. But my salvation will last forever. My righteousness will never fail. Isaiah says the heavens and the earth will pass away, but God's salvation will last forever. My righteousness will never fail. God's grace, salvation, and righteousness will ultimately triumph over evil, sin, slavery, separation, and suffering. So Isaiah tells the people of God to look ahead with anticipation to that day when justice, righteousness, and hope shall prevail. Amen? And God's people, as God's people, we look forward into the new year with confidence and hope. With this commitment to the task to which God has called us. And just what is that task? Well, I like what Jesus said in John 15, 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. It is to that commitment that you and I are called. To remain in him and in his word to dedicate ourselves to the kind of prayer and fellowship with God that will open our lives up to His blessings, to allow God to channel the limitless, boundless grace and love that He has for us into our lives and through us to the lives of those all around us. We are called to that kind of commitment, that kind of resolution, which ties us firmly to God, and his work that ties us firmly to his promises and to his strength to look forward with confidence hope and anticipation so how can we do that how can we have a God like this enter into the new year with anything but faith confidence and hope anything but the kind of zeal and excitement that God would have us possess as his people.
The truth is, there are a lot of people around us who live their life in despair and doubt and defeat because they really don't take hold of how God is at work in their lives. And they can't see Him at work. Uh, there's a song I like entitled, I Saw God Today. And, and the author of that song talks about how if you just look around you and you open your eyes, and I'm, talking, I'm not talking about your physical eyes, I'm talking about your spiritual eyes, you'll see God at work today in a newborn baby. And a flower that's growing in a crack in a sidewalk. God is at work in our lives. And the challenge for us as we enter this new year is to open our spiritual eyes to see how God is indeed at work in our life. And when we begin to see that happening all around us, it changes our whole outlook. We don't look at life with despair and doubt and living life in defeat, but rather we look with anticipation at what God is going to do today. And you know, one of the interesting things for me is I went back and read through those old emails trying to decide which to keep and which to delete. It was amazing to me how I saw time and again God at work in the life of this college. And I don't know about you, but when I see that pattern of how God works in ways that we could never, ever anticipate, it does something for me. It helps me to look to this new year with anticipation to what is God going to do this year. And it helps me to depend upon Him rather than despair. To have faith rather than doubt. To know victory rather than defeat. So how do we get out of this rut that so many people live their lives in? I would suggest Isaiah gives us a beautiful picture of that. Look back to see how God has worked. And have faith that he will do the same in the year ahead. But a lot of people are like the old boy that I heard about down in Tennessee. When got him a new radio. When he got home, he set the di dial to WSM. How many of you have heard of WSM radio in Nashville, Tennessee? Well, if you haven't, it's the home of the Grand Ole Opry. When he got home, he set his dial to that, set the volume to how loud he wanted it, and then he took the knobs off. <laughs> he had found his station, and weren't anybody going to change it. <laughs> Quite frankly, I've met a lot of Christian people who live their life that way. Always down. 
same tune, same song. It's never going to get any better. <laughs> but that's not the God I serve. The God I serve is full of surprises. Well, hey, they took the clock off of this. Who did that? Huh? That's new. You guys would enjoy that. Wouldn't you? Uh, when I pastored in southwestern Ohio, we had a, we had a beautiful camp. It was kind of in a valley. Now, I know you don't think of south, you don't think of Ohio with Mount hills, big hills and stuff, but this was really kind of in a valley right on the border. It was really right across the line in Indiana. You've been there, Tim. You know what I'm talking about. Kind of in a valley. Well, before they built the, the tabernacle, they used to, they, they uh, would they would pitch a big tent, but two big tents. And the, you get 1,500 people under the tents and chairs. So you, you got the image of how big this thing was. And uh, they built it kind of, uh, they built it, they pushed it all the way up against one mountain, hill, not mountain, hill. And then you could drive in front of the tent and park over in the grass all along this area here. The last year that my, uh, that we had the camp meeting out there under the old tent, we had gotten rain a couple days, but on Friday night, it started raining buckets at the beginning of the service. Would the evangelists recognize the precarious position we were in, Gary? Absolutely not. He had a sermon to preach, and he's going to preach it all the way to the very end. So we're in the back, and I was on the camp board, so we're trying to figure out how are we going to get all of these cars parked over in this field out after the service. So we came up with a plan. We would kind of route them all down the same path. Okay? So we made the announcement. Camp director said, folks, please... Please stay on the path. We'll help you get out of here, but you've got to follow our directions. There was another big valley here. And uh, as we started getting the cars out, the thing that we would tell them, they would come up to a spot, and I was, I don't know how I got delegated to the rear side of the cars. The first few cars went through and they did just fine, but you know what was happening, the grass soon gave away to what? Mud. So we would tell the driver when he would come up, we would say, now, we would stop them. Each one of them, we'd stop them before they got into the path. They said, now, we would say, don't gun it, but don't stop. Just keep moving and we'll get you out of here. Well, you can imagine there was 800 people there that night and we were trying to get them out. And we were moving too slow for so many of them, several of them church vans. 
So they just started going off down in here. Well, when they went down in there, they couldn't get back up the hill. So the camp director was hooking up the tractor and pulling the vans out of there. And I was helping them get across the path. And we would tell them, if you'll just do what we say and keep moving, don't stop, keep moving. But time and again, they would get in there and their car would get a little loose and they'd stop. Then we would have to get behind the car and push them. And when we would push them, they would gun it and we would get covered with mud. Are you, do you have the image here? But the ones who stayed the course and kept moving in time, they were on firm ground and on their way home. When it was over, I was, I was completely covered in mud from here to here. I actually took my shoes off. They, they, were, they were gone. When everybody had cleared out and we got the last van out of the hole, they took a hose and just sprayed us down. <laughs> but I thought, what if they had listened? What if they had not gotten impatient and just tried to bypass the path and gone down into the hole? What if they had stayed the course and kept moving? It would have gone a lot smoother and people would have been on their way a lot sooner. I think what the scripture is trying to say to us, keep moving. Stay the course. And our God, who has always been there, will get you home. So go forward in the strength that God gives. Go forward with His promise. Look back and remember with gratitude. But don't stay in the yesterday. In faith, keep moving with anticipation that the God who was there yesterday is the God who is here today and the God who will be there tomorrow. Amen? Well, they encourage me. <laughs> awake, awake, clothe yourself with strength, O arm of the Lord. Awake as in the days gone by, as in generations of old. Amen. Let's pray. Stand with me. Thank you, Father, for the way that you have led us in the past. You, you've been there. You've, you've worked so many miracles for us in the last few years. And really, historically, your hand has been upon this college of preparation. 
And Father, there is no reason for us to ever doubt that you will not be there for us today and into tomorrow. So Lord, we look to this year with anticipation. Gratitude. Lord, we're going to stay the course and keep moving. And you'll get us home. Thank you for these who are committed to this mission and for the folks that we serve. May you always find us faithful. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. God bless you. Go in his